Welcome to IFA Talk, IFA Magazine's weekly podcast. IFA Talk is for professional investors only. Thank you. Today, we will be speaking to Adrian Gaspar, who is Investment Director at M&G's Treasury and Investment Office, and Alex Seddon, Head of Catalyst at M&G Investments. Thanks very much for joining us for the latest episode of IFA Talk, IFA Magazine's weekly podcast, where we talk to people who matter about things that matter in the world of financial services. My name is Rebecca Tomes, and I'm the junior editor at IFA Magazine. Joining me on the podcast today is my co-host and IFA Magazine editor, Sue Whitbread. Good morning, everybody, and I'm very pleased to welcome two guests to our podcast today. And it's a very interesting situation because over the next five years, M&G aims to invest up to £5 billion in privately owned enterprises that are tackling environmental and social challenges across the globe. It's called Catalyst, and so today's two guests are from M&G, and they've come to IFA Talk podcast to tell us all about it. So it's a big welcome to Adrian Gaspar, who is Investment Director at M&G's Treasury and Investment Office, and that's quite a mouthful, and also to Alex Seddon, who's Head of Catalyst at M&G Investments. So jumping straight into it then, what is Catalyst and how did it come about? Well, I think if I, if I, if I kick off, I think uh, from my perspective, it's a very clear commitment from M&G to invest in businesses looking to find, or indeed those that have found solutions uh, to the many environmental and social challenges um, that we face, as um, Sue alluded to in her intro. And as she's also suggested, a target investment of around five billion over a five year time period is a significant commitment, which we've been able to create. Um, it has to be said in no small part because of the size, the scale and the long term capital of the um, Prudential uh, with Profits Fund. Catalyst we really came out with um, in, in 2020 um, as the pandemic was really uh, taking hold and um, it was really born out of the idea that you know some big themes would drive markets over the next uh, decade and beyond um, and those themes are you know, climate, health and inequality and as Adrian said what, what became obvious to us is that um, there really wasn't the right kind of capital or not sufficient capital to address these issues um, so we set about doing something about it. Uh, we designed the mandate uh, during that year and we launched in January 21 um, uh, with this um, significant commitment from the With Profits Fund. Um, and it's been, uh, it's been an interesting experience ever since, really. So sustainability then, guys, is clearly at the heart of Catalyst. Um, but would you say also that each individual transaction also has to be a compelling investment opportunity in its own right and and if so how do you monitor that yeah it's, it's a good question obviously we want to help provide uh, momentum and long-term capital to what are often smaller but very innovative businesses um, but we should always remember you know effectively our job is to gen with certainly within TRNIO is to work to generate those um risk-adjusted returns that um, have helped support the delivery of good outcomes, we believe good outcomes, to proof fund and with profits policyholders. And of course, we want to continue to do that. So, you know, we want to do the right thing from an environmental and social perspective, but clearly we would like those businesses to be success uh, successful over time. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. And I think the way we think about this is um, if we're right in terms of the investment thesis here, the businesses that we are partnering with, that we provide capital to, that we help to succeed, help to scale, 
are going to become the successful and big businesses of the future. And we think that um, investing in the best possible management teams who are applying innovation and technology to address these really big themes, whether that's climate or health or, or social inequality, we think that's just a smart way to invest over the next few decades. In fact, uh, we, once you start to build conviction around that idea, then it, it, it really is, um, I believe, one of the most compelling areas to be deploying capital. And I think, you know, we fully expect to drive very attractive risk-adjusted returns in our investments and drive significant impact at scale. We don't think it's either or, we think it's both. And I think it would also be fair to say that um, some of the businesses we invest in also reasonably well-established well and they're just looking for that support to go on to the next level. I'm thinking about people like Tier Mobility, possibly, Alex. No, that's exactly right. So it's about scaling these businesses up. So they have a proven technology or a product, a product market fit. They have global ambitions to track, you know, to tackle some of these issues which are global in nature. But they need, you know, long-term supportive, flexible capital partners to help them pull that off. And that's where we can uh, we can help. It's an interesting point there because I think you naturally some of our listeners might naturally think of private markets as being early stage startups rather than the more established businesses as you've just alluded to there. So that's, a, that's an interesting point. You are listening to IFA Talk, IFA Magazine's weekly podcast. Subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to be notified as soon as a new episode becomes available and follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter and Instagram at IFA Magazine. Can you tell us what you see as the main benefits of investing globally in private markets for advisors and their clients? Well, I think from a, um, a broader perspective, we shouldn't forget this whole area is a huge opportunity set. There's going to be thousands of opportunities and interesting ideas and interesting businesses out there. I think um, we should also remember that uh, long-term institutional capital uh, at scale is very attractive to investee companies. That brings other benefits. We're reasonably confident, I think. And Alex, we'll go into more detail that this probably means that we can negotiate attractive terms on behalf of um, you know, the funds and ultimately policyholders. Um, and it probably gives us a voice, uh, a voice with a strong voice with a lot of our investee companies, um, which is likely to be heard by uh, company management about direction of travel and strategy in some cases, I would, I would conclude. So um, the, way, the way we think about this is um, these themes are global in nature um, is the first thing to say. And also the scale of this opportunity is just is vast, right? So just to give you a, um, a, a sort of a stat, I think it's estimated about $6.9 trillion of investment required per annum to 2030 to hit the UN SDGs. So we're talking about multi-trillion dollar investment opportunities here. We're talking about universal or global themes, you know, themes like carbon transition, which is actually going to lead to a wholesale um, you know, transformation of many, if not all, major industries and the creation of new ones. So we think that there's an advantage, first of all, to being a scale uh, provider of capital. As Adrian mentioned, you get into opportunities that others will not see. Um, that's the nature of private markets. Um, and particularly when the opportunity set is this this big. So there is um, a real advantage to having a flexible global scale fund that can then effectively 
get involved in the most attractive investment opportunities available. And I think the unique um, element here for our customers is they can benefit directly from that scale of the, of the overarching fund. That's interesting. You've got quite a big team there, Alex, now, I think, haven't you? Uh, yeah, we have. Yeah, we've got um, about 35 people in the team uh, today and, and we are growing it. Um, it's fairly it's fairly uh, resource intensive to do this. I mean, a number yeah. of the you know the deals don't come pre-packaged. You have to you have to find them, you have to negotiate them, you have to structure them, um, and of course we're having to underwrite um, all of the ESG risks and also yes. the impact risks and opportunities as well as financial risks yeah. um, and opportunities. So there's a lot to do and. Um, there's no real shortcuts, right? So it is resource intensive, which is coming back to this point about, you know, you need to have a big fund. You need to have a fairly big team in order to access this opportunity. Um, and yeah, we're, you know, we're very pleased to be able to sort of offer that capability and that access to a, a broad customer base. So looking ahead then, uh, I wonder to your minds, what does success look, look like with Catalyst over, over the the months and years and decades to come well, again from a, I guess from a uh, from my simple mind I think we want to see five billion invested in dozens and dozens of innovative companies that grow and become successful they make meaningful contributions to meeting the many challenges that we uh, currently face you know, particularly around areas like climate change for example um, and we and we shouldn't ever forget that this success, um, will be beneficial to those who I've always believed are the most important people, and, and that's the policyholders. Um, so the way I think about success for Catalyst is, um, I think we should judge it over over decades, if, I, if I'm honest. I think um, clearly we need to drive um, strong returns to our customers over the long run. That's what the, the purpose of the overarching with profits funds all about. But with Catalyst also, I think we need to build a legacy of um, you know, significant impact across our, our themes that we're focused on. And we'll do that by identifying um, the successful companies of the future and then helping them scale. And, and as they scale and they succeed, then they will deliver more and more impact. But you can't do that without um, having a solid foundation of good investment returns. Mm. Um, and also, of course, being able to you know manage a successful, high-performing global team that finds those opportunities and and makes them happen so there's lots of different aspects to how you pull it off but the ultimate measure will be returns to our customers and impact to society over the very long run so before we wrap up we always like to ask our guests the question if you had the power to change one thing in financial services what might that be i need to be really <laughs> careful here because there's lots of things i could say and upset, <laughs> upset, upset a lot of people however i think <laughs> For, based on the, the subject of this particular discussion, wouldn't it be lovely if we had one industry accepted, agreed framework, criteria, definitions of what ESG is? Um, I know I'm, it be just, eh? I'm, I'm the eternal optimist. It's probably not that. But I think it would because I think I'm talking to advisors they hear so many different variations on the same thing that I think, frankly, most of them are a little, not, I'm not suggesting advisors aren't intelligent people, but it's a very 
it's a very nuanced, com- uh, complex uh, market mm. with uh, ESG and different different um, categories yeah. having different meanings to different people. If we could solve that, I think that would help. Yeah, Alex, would you concur? Well, I think it's related. I mean, what what I want to see is more capital into impact, and I think that's that's already happening. I think um, clear frameworks help that process, but we're very much um, believers within Catalyst and within MNG that we need to redeploy private capital at scale into impact if we're going to address the challenges that face humanity. And we're part of that process, but we want a lot more people along for the ride because um, the numbers are big and the more talent and the more capital that, that flow in this direction, the better. No, it all sounds good. And uh, and I do hope your, your, your wishes come true. <laughs> so just to wrap up for the podcast for today, uh, we'd like to thank both of you. Thank you to Adrian. Thank you to Alex for chatting to us today. Uh, Catalyst is a really interesting initiative, I must say. And we can only hope that with your input, it hope it, that it will go on to deliver significant benefits, yes, for investors and for businesses and, of course, for the planet as well in years yeah. and Alex, decades to come. Well, thanks again for inviting us on and we're certainly working on that. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll pull it off. Yeah, thanks Thanks again for me for the invite as well. It's been, it's been good chatting to you guys. IFA Talk is for investment professionals only. All material has been carefully checked for accuracy, but no responsibility can be accepted for inaccuracies. Whatever appropriate, independent research and whatever necessary legal advice should be sought before acting on any information contained in this podcast. And value of investments and income from them can go down as well as up. You may not get back the amount you originally invested.